Two years ago, Hurricane Maria devastated Puerto Rico when it hit the island as a Category 4 storm, causing the longest blackout in U.S. history. Massive flooding swallowed homes and cut off entire communities for months. Two years later, a similar strength storm, Hurricane Dorian, has wreaked havoc on the neighboring islands of the Bahamas. Everything was destroyed. I, I think I saw more destruction in, in, in March Harbor, in Abaco, than I did in Puerto Rico overall. I That's mean, Direct Relief's Luis David Rodriguez. Rodriguez is based in Puerto Rico and was part of the on-the-ground relief effort in the Bahamas. The trees were, were completely naked. Um, the, 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 everything's brown from, from the wind. It's wiping out all the, all the leaves. It seems like, like, the, like the whole island was turned on fire, was, was burned. Rodriguez was born and raised in Puerto Rico. He moved to the States to attend college on a baseball scholarship. But when Maria hit, Rodriguez headed home to help his brother and sister who were still living on the island. He was able to connect with his brother, whose home had been flooded out. But his sister was nowhere to be found. She lives right where the hurricane came in through the, the southeast part of the island. And there were completely on, uh, on, there was no communication at all with that, with that area of the island. For seven hours, she was tormented by Maria. She sheltered in her bathroom as gusts of wind poured through her windows, whipping up the insides of her home. The winds knocked out the doors, destroying her home from the inside out. All she could do was wait. We found out she was okay through one of her neighbors who contacted one of somebody else, and that's how we found out she was okay. But other than that, yeah, we didn't speak her for about two weeks. When Rodriguez landed in the Bahamas after Dorian, the devastation hit a nerve. The hurricane-battered island of Great Abaco was reminiscent of the scene in Puerto Rico after Maria. The similarities were apparent. They're both islands. They're both in the Caribbean. They both got hit by hurricanes. Um, they both have uh, extremely vulnerable populations. That's Professor Anthony Oliver Smith. He's an anthropologist at the University of Florida whose research focuses on post-disaster aid and reconstruction. You're going to have uh, storm surge. You're going to have major flooding. Uh, you're going to have wind damage. And the degrees to which you get these kinds of damages will be a function of the, of the society. While any society would feel the impacts of a high-category hurricane, Puerto Rico and the Bahamas are especially vulnerable to the impacts of a storm like Maria or Dorian. For both regions... Poor infrastructure played a decisive role in the scale of the destruction. In the Bahamas, Dorian tore through timber homes, wiping away entire communities in one fell swoop. The fact that it basically reduced a good deal of the infrastructure to kindling speaks as much about the strength of the hurricane as it does about the, much of the housing, much of the infrastructure. And in Puerto Rico, a feeble power grid crippled beneath the weight of Maria. The storm knocked out power to the entire island for three days. But this 72-hour blackout was nothing for the 1.5 million Puerto Ricans left without power for months. It took nearly a year to fully restore electricity to every neighborhood knocked off the grid by Maria. Economically, natural hazards can have grave consequences. The economies of both the Bahamas and Puerto Rico are both heavily reliant on tourism. But Puerto Rico is poorer. Nearly 45% of Puerto Ricans are living below the national poverty line. The median household income is less than $20,000 a year. 
most of the really seriously injured and and seriously impacted people in in most disasters uh, do not come from the wealthy sectors. The wealthy, in effect, can buy security. Uh, the poor are often relegated to very exposed areas, and uh, they live in uh, structures that are not entirely secure. They're not. They're not as as uh, as well engineered, uh, perhaps, as the, the structures that wealthier people live in. After Maria, Rodriguez says these inequalities became evident. I went to a lot of families. Uh, we visited after Maria. We went around the island visiting, helping folks out and, and taking supplies to different communities. And, and so you see families without a roof and with babies, newborn babies, and they're living without a roof, no power, with mosquitoes everywhere. So it's just very, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty heartbreaking. In the Bahamas, tourism has helped the country achieve a healthy per capita GDP, making it one of the wealthiest countries in the Caribbean. While the poverty rate is substantially lower than in Puerto Rico, Bahamians' economic prospects are inextricably linked to tourism. The tourism industry accounts for 50% of the country's GDP and employs about half of the labor force. When Dorian swept through the islands, it eradicated jobs, leaving unemployment in its wake. It is largely a, a tourist-based economy, and tourism in and of itself is a kind of vulnerable uh, form of economic development. It's vulnerable to not only to the threats of natural hazards, but it's also vulnerable to economic fortunes that are way offshore. In other words, if there is a, a recession uh, in the developed world, such as in the United States or in Europe or any other tourist-generating place, that will have a severe impact on on the tourist economy of, of islands such as the Bahamas because tourists stop coming. As Puerto Rico continues to recover from Maria two years later, the recovery process for the Bahamas is just beginning. The islands must rebuild everything from hospitals and schools to homes and businesses. But thanks to the help of an empathetic neighbor, rebuilding may not be so burdensome. I, at least I heard of three, four groups, different groups of doctors from Puerto Rico helping, uh, helping the Bahamas. So definitely a lot of, lot of support from Puerto Rico because, uh, because we can relate. We can definitely relate and, we, and because we are grateful for the amount of help that came in to Puerto Rico after Maria, and, and that's really what, what got us through it, was the amount of help that came from, from the outside. These the small, small islands like Puerto Rico and the Bahamas, you, you, you need that help, you need that help to, 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 get, to, to overcome this problem because you can't drive a car or a truck from California to Puerto Rico or Florida to Puerto Rico and bring in tons of help and tons of supplies. So, so we really depend on people like going that extra mile to help us. Direct Relief has received donations from two charitable organizations based in Puerto Rico. The donations will go towards supporting the response effort in the Bahamas. For Direct Relief, this is Anne-Marie Garafanelli.